Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, you heard earlier today... Freaky and uh, Mike Bell were broadcasting from Eastlake at the Tour Championship, and we'll have coverage all weekend long from the event. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to our guy, Will Gray, of course, uh, helping the PGA out, overseeing Golf Bet, your thing, your uh, source for all things golf and betting, and you can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Will Gray Golf Bet. Will, as always, my friend, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes uh, here in the home of the Tour Championship in Atlanta, GA. Yeah, John, always good to be with you, uh, especially when you get the home game this week up at Eastlake. Yeah, and before we get in the tournament, I want to ask you, though, I want to ask you a couple of different things. Um, you know, the quotes from John Rahm this week in, in talking about, you know, and again, I know you work for the PGA, and, and one of their spokespeople kind of tried to downplay the idea of spectators trying to distract golfers and such. But what did you make of the comments from John Rahm when he says it happens way more often you guys may hear? Uh, it's very, very present. Spectators are very close. They're close enough that they want to, they want to say that you're their buddy um, or I'll bet 10 bucks he's going to miss. Or what did you make of his comments about golf and spectators and all the betting that goes around it? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a story last week with Max Homa at the BMW Championship. I was up there at Olympia Fields. And, and listen, it's something that as we continue to have more states have legalized betting and, and as we get deeper into it from the PGA Tour and a golf bet perspective, it's something that we definitely take seriously, right? So you can't have, uh, you know, more betting and, and yet try and, and turn away from these instances where it can pop up. I mean, what Rom said is accurate. You have, in, in no other sport, you have, this many front row seats, you know, a front row seat on every single hole, essentially. Um, and so, you know, eventually we're going to have times where, where maybe folks get a little extra hydrated and they start chirping off a little bit. Last week it was a $3 bet between, you know, this guy and the other guy. It wasn't someone that had, you know, a thousand bucks riding on it at DraftKings or FanDuel or something like that, but it's still uh, an, an element that we need to regulate and we're continuing to do so. I mean, those fans were, were immediately ejected from the BMW last week. It's something that we take very seriously. And the player feedback is also something that, that is taken seriously as well because we need to make sure that the players are comfortable with where the sport stands with legalized betting, and we need to make sure that we are moving forward in lockstep with them. So I, I think it's something that definitely has a, a ton of positives for the game. And, and you know, Rom and Rory McIlroy said that as much 
this week in terms of, you know, fan engagement and giving people, you know, a reason to watch and go and give them a little excitement when they're on the grounds. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we are, are doing it in a responsible way. And Will, as obviously, again, and we're one of the states that is kind of being left behind. That's another discussion for another day with legalized sports gambling. But how much of an increase, I mean, you're in this industry all the time. How much of an increase in golf betting have you seen over the last couple of years as more and more states are legalizing gambling? How much activity has been around the world of golf as far as golf betting goes? I mean, it's significant. I certainly uh, can feel it when you're on the ground at a, at a state that has legalized betting, like last week we're in Illinois and they have legalized betting and you have folks walking around with their apps on their phone and talking about the way the odds are moving. And, and you know, from my perspective, that's good. But at the same time, it's something that we need to take a measured approach with. Uh, I, I think that the, the area that we are trying to make sure that we move responsibly is the, the in-game play, right? The live betting, because that's something that uh, you know, it's, it's prevalent in other sports, but I think golf is especially so where you can, you know, it's not just about placing a bet on Wednesday before the tournament starts and tuning in Sunday to see who won the tournament. It's about, you know, is John Rahm going to make a bogey or a par on the 10th or 11th hole? And, and so if you're going to have that sort of offering, you need to make sure that the people that are surrounding John Rahm on the 10th hole are going to be responsible in the ways they act. Will Gray from Golf Bet joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's also talk about the uh, Ryder Cup. Um, we obviously know Scheffler and Wyndham Clark, their locks, uh, they have qualified to make the team. Uh, Cantley, Harmon, Kepka, Homa, um, I guess most of those guys are going to be on as well. Sh- uh, Shafafle, uh, Jordan Spieth. What about some of the guys that are on the bubble? When you talk about a Cameron Young or a Morikawa, uh, Ricky Fowler, where do you think some of those guys are? Are they are they mostly locks, or you know who's kind of that next tier of guys that is most likely to make the Ryder Cup team? Yeah, right now we've got six spots that locked last week. Six picks will be made by Zach Johnson for the U.S. squad after this week's Tour Championship, and it feels like there's a lot of probable locks, and then and then one big uh, wild card. I think guys like uh, you know Jordan Spieth, uh, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, those guys got to feel pretty safe. Uh, especially going on the road. The U.S. has not won a Ryder Cup in Europe in 30 years. So they're going to want to have some of that veteran uh, presence. I think Justin Thomas, even though he has not played well this year, he has a great Ryder Cup and match play record. Uh, I would be surprised if JT was not on the team. And then it feels like there's one spot left uh, on the team that maybe Cam Young has the inside track, but he's not in the field this week at Eastlake among those 30 players. So it opens up a window for maybe Sam Burns, maybe Lucas Glover, if they have a standout week uh, and kind of force the hand of Zach Johnson to say, hey, you have to pick me, uh, I think that that spot might come at the expense of someone like Cam Young who has not won on the PGA Tour and has not yet uh, been on the Ryder Cup. Traditionally, how, how is this course played? I mean, you know, this, this tournament at this time of the year, it's, it's immensely hot. Um, you know, again, we're, you know, in the hottest month of the year that we have here in the state of Georgia. I mean, it's not like April when the Masters is taking place. This is the dead of summertime, like dead red of heat and humidity in summertime. How has this course been for golfers over the years, just as far as not even just the course, but in dealing with the elements and things like that that you have to deal with? It's certainly a bit of a trade-off. I mean, I think that this is part of the larger schedule adjustment that the PGA Tour went through five or six years ago and trying to move off of early September and, and get away from the NFL. So the, 
you know, that's the trade-off is if you want to have a, a standalone week for your showcase event, it's probably going to be in late August when it's dead red. I mean, I'm in Florida. I feel that heat that you guys have as well. So uh, I definitely get it. The course uh, at East Lake holds up pretty well, I think, if you ask the players. There's some, some quirks about it being Bermuda grass, especially when you get in the rough. You're not really sure how it's going to come out, but the greens are always so pure. It's one of the trademarks of East Lake, and the course this week is, is, is in as good of, of shape as, as you've come to expect and as the players have come to expect. So it's going to still be a, a firm test with as much water and trouble as you have out there. It's easy to go uh, the wrong way, even though a lot of these guys are starting the week under par, especially with Scotty Scheffler starting the week at 10 under. Uh, but it's, it's not going to be a cruise for, for all 30 of those guys, for sure. Well, take away the, and I know this is not easy, but take away the, the amount of money aspect of this tournament. When it, when it comes to the golfers, I mean, I know it's not a major, obviously, and it's, you know, again, it's never going to be the biggest tournament in this state. But as far as just where this tournament is amongst the golfers or the industry insiders and things like that, how do they view this tournament? I mean, again, I know it's a big money tournament, but just as far as the cachet and the course and everything that goes along with it, what do the insiders and the golfers themselves think about this tournament? I think that the, it's certainly been in the, the annual rotation, so to speak, where it started to get its own personality and its own feel. I think that where it falls in the schedule, a lot of people use this uh, to round out resumes. I think if you look at the top, uh, so right now I would say John Rahm probably has the edge for player of the year, but it's maybe a little close with Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. If Rahm comes back and, and wins this week, he puts a stamp on 2023 as this was my year. And I think similarly, Scotty Scheffler looks at this as a chance to, to get, you know, he's had such a great year uh, statistically. And I, I think if you ask him, he feels like he hasn't gotten as much out of it as he would have hoped. He's won twice. He won the players, a, a huge event, but still for as well as he's played, you feel like he should have won three or four times. This is an opportunity for him to, to get a little bit more out of the season and look back and say, all right, I was the guy from bell to bell, the season long champ for 2023. So, uh, I, I think that that's how guys look at it, some, somewhat of a, a qualitative measure. Even you look back to last year with Rory McIlroy, it really meant a lot to him to, to come out on top and to put that stamp on his season, even though he didn't win a major. It's, it's definitely something that guys rank uh, in that discussion, even though it's below the, the four that everyone knows. So, um, obviously, you're involved in golf betting and, and odds and all this good kind of stuff. So, give me an idea. Who are some guys that – could surprise this weekend and, and maybe are some long shots that could win you some money or, you know, who are some of the, the, the betting favorites right now for this tournament? Yeah, this isn't a week for the long shots, both because it's a short field, 30 guys, and because of the staggered start where you have, you literally have Scotty Shuffler starting with a two shot advantage. I mm -hmm. think uh, I saw this week, if he had started, if, he, if you give him two extra shots on every start he made this year, he would have either won or been in the playoff 56% of the time. Wow. Uh, so he, he's always been in the mix. I would expect him to be in the mix again this week. Uh, the, in the four years since this format has started, the, the winner has either been the number one seed or Rory McIlroy. Rory's done it twice coming from behind. So he's someone to watch. I think if you go down the board, Xander Shoffley, uh, who's starting six or seven shots back, he has a really good track record at East Lake, so he's someone to, to keep an eye on. But for the most part, I think if you go down this, there's 30 guys in the field. I think if you go through the top four, the guys that are starting from 10 under down to six under, and that's Scheffler, Hovland, who won last week, 
Rom and Rory, I, I think your winner is going to be from that group, and it's just a matter of which one kind of nudges ahead of the other three. Will, last question for you. How do the guys like this format? I mean, obviously it's it's a little different format, but again, it's a unique tournament, you know, in just, you know, when and where and everything like that, you know, being played with the with the, those, you know, this, what's at stake here. How do guys like this type of tournament with, you know, the, the staggered, um, you know, scoring and things like that? Like, how do they like this overall? I think it depends on who you ask. I think the general sentiment is it's, it's easy to understand. It's a little bit more straightforward than in previous years when you kind of had the dual trophy shot where you had one guy win the Tour Championship and one guy win the FedEx Cup, and you're trying to do math and permutations and projections on how many points your T4 gets you versus the T5. So this is more straightforward. When you tune in on Saturday and Sunday, you know, hey, he's leading. If he wins, he's going to win the whole thing. I, I still think it's, it's hard to strike that balance between having a, you know, an 11-month season, essentially. Next year, it's going to change where the 2024 season goes back to the calendar. So we're starting fresh in January. We're not doing the wraparound stuff anymore. But when you have a season of that length, it's hard to balance having a season-long champion where you want to reward someone like Scotty Scheffler, who has been so dominant for the past 9, 10, 11 months versus giving the bottom five in the field a chance to win it all. And so you have to try and, and strike that balance where the guys up top feel like, hey, there's probably a little too much volatility. The guys at the bottom say, hey, I don't have as much of a chance as I need to in order to, to really make a run. So, uh, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I think it's, they're trying to find a sweet spot. We're five years into this new format. I think it's provided a lot of, of excitement and entertainment, especially last year with Rory and Scheffler going down the stretch on Sunday. Hopefully we have another battle like that, maybe two or three guys really duking it out down the back nine, and we'll see. But anytime you're trying to balance 10 months with 72 holes and give everyone a chance on either side of it, it's, it's tough to strike the balance. I, I, I said last question, but I, I want maybe just a 30-second answer on, on another thing. Is there, is there any extra motivation for golfers from sponsors or different things like that that's associated with this? I mean, besides just the prize money itself, are golfers, you know, is there any kinds of bonuses with sponsors or anything like that that there's maybe extra incentive to win a tournament like this? I would, I would use the Don Draper line. That's what the money's for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that all these guys have the prestige of they want to be the season-long champion. They want their name on the FedEx Cup. There's a lot of perks that come with just making this elite field. You have a two-year exemption now. You're in all the majors in 2024, so – just getting to East Lake is a huge achievement, and then from there, uh, you kind of jostle it out, and and you're playing for bragging rights and a whole lot of money. Will Gray, he is our uh, golf guy and uh, overseas uh, golf bet, uh, your source for all things golf and betting. He is on Twitter at Will Gray Golf Bet, and join me on the WaitFor.com hotline. Will, as always, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for uh, all season long being uh, with us here, and uh, we will certainly talk again here soon. Yeah, sounds good, John. Be well. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we'll be time for the Falcons flyover. All your news and notes, and we'll hear from Arthur Smith, Bijan Ritter, or sorry, <laughs> Bijan Ritter, Desmond Ritter, and Bijan Robinson. I, I guess it's Bijan now, right? It's not Bijan. Bijan. B- no. Is it Bijan? B- isn't it Bijan? No, Bijan. Bijan. Excuse me. Gesundheit. <laughs> Anyway, all that next. Chuck Rennie, Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game. Odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.